0: Yeah. Goodwins good
1: ball in, the header is a good one, and quickest to recover is Zach Clark, who gets just his second goal for Adelaide, his first of the season, and the side that scored most in the opening 15 minutes of matches in the A-League strike again. Well, one of our favourites and regulars, 10 Sports. Andy Harper joins us on the A-League. Andy, welcome.
0: Happy New Year, thanks for having yes, me. Yes,
1: same to you, great man. Reds 1-1-0. God,
0: we needed yep. that, didn't we? Oh On the competition, as far as the competition table was looking, yeah, I don't think the football's been that bad from Adelaide, and, okay. and they've been having to move a lot of players around because of absences with injury and suspension. So it's a very tight race this one, and Adelaide are right in the thick of it. But the, the win was a great tonic, and particularly to say, row for uh, you know, Zach Clapham, who's a who's a real talent that hasn't really set Adelaide on fire yet," um, and it wasn't a stunning goal that he scored, but they all count, and, and if that can and it it into his confidence, it can certainly give Adelaide's team a new dimension. Joe is gonna be alright. He's got a bit going for him, hasn't he? Hasn't he? <laughs> oh, he, was, he was superb the other night. Saved everything. In in uh in the finest of Australian tradition, goalkeeping traditions, and we got a very deep and rich one. Yeah. Um true. just a beautiful, a beautiful game from him. He seems like a good young man to me. Yes. Um, he's going to be very well led by Eugene Golikovic, who's a legend of the game. It's just a great setup at Adelaide, it really is. And, uh, you know, there's plenty of young players coming through and, and, and asserting themselves in the comp. You'd almost say that, um, at the moment, Joe's the pick of the crop. Oh, that's excellent news. Yeah, hey, Andy, I was at the game, and um, I don't know if the referee is normally like this, but uh, <laughs> I said he was dealing more cards than a poker night. It was unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. galore. They were yeah. going everywhere. I was like, whoa, calm down, mate. Yeah, yeah I think, uh, well, you get the feeling it got a little bit out of control. Um, mm. And, you know, look, we're in this, I'm going to say in defence of the referees uh, and, and the match officials in general, we're in this sort of, Crossroad territory in Australia because a lot of our, 90% I'd say, of our uh, overseas football culture is European. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are officially domiciled in the Asian Football Confederation. Yep. And, you know, the, 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 even though the rules are the same right around the world, the, the means of interpretation vary completely from confederation to confederation. And I think as a rule, you could probably say that the Asian Football Confederation, um, to which we are tethered, um, is a is far more black and white uh, strict interpretation of the rules as opposed to maybe more established football traditions like Europe. So wh- whereas uh, a lot of our football culture by by fandom, by immigration, by, by orientation has a European base to it... Um, our match officials are under the auspices, really, of of, of the way things they do thing in, things in Asia. So you get to Friday night, and and it did seem like it was a very card happy ref, and and you know, that criticism might be fair, and, and and where that is fair, then the, the then the authorities will need to take that into consideration and, and and train people and correct people as they go. But I, I think this is actually the bigger issue that we as fans of football uh, in Australia, watching Adelaide United, watching the other teams in the A League and A League Women um and and i think this is the reality of it we have got a very european view of the game basically um with some very welcome uh, uh, contributions from the africans and south americans etc but being members of asia you know they they they're really who, who 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 are the ones who take the lead on this so i think that's where the clash might be coming from yeah, well, Warland got the red card at the 17 minute mark. The Reds had to hold on for nearly 40 minutes with 10 players until uh, Holman got a red card for Macarthur. So, I actually thought they did extremely well to hang yeah. on that long. Oh, they're great fighters. Um, they got a great coach, great coaching staff. I mean, look, the whole setup down in Adelaide is just it, it's 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 a really robust program they've got there. Uh, not the biggest spenders in the comp. Um, but that seems to work, the way the club's set up at the moment. That does mean a lot of kids get to come through. And it's easy to fight when you're young and you're hungry. Easier, I should say, to fight when you're young uh, and you're hungry um, and experience hasn't told you that sometimes a, a cause might be a futile one. Um, and you're local and you've got your family and friends you know, close by and watching. Um, and so you know, they do fight and they needed to fight because MacArthur's a good team. Mm. Notwithstanding the fallout from the match from their side of things Mm. afterward. Yeah, look, Adelaide are the real deal, guys. They really are. They can beat anyone on their day. Um, At the moment, Carl V is just trying to make sure they have their day more often than not.
1: Yeah, the consistency. We spoke to him about that last week. You mentioned Dwight York getting clipped. It was apparently a better locker room spray than Mm. Roy Kent at Ted Lasso. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, that's right. Um, That's right. Look, at. It, it, in a lot of ways, I'm a, I'm a fan of Dwight York, so I'm sad to see him yeah. cut ties with the club. I hope there's another... Look, I, when I say this, it's going to sound like I'm angling for him to get Steve Clarke's job at Sydney because that's that's the rumor. I'm not buying into that, and I'm not suggesting this should happen. I would just like for Dwight to remain part of the competition. I think he adds great value. I think he's done a good job as a coach. Um, although that, 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 that sentiment needs to be tempered somewhat because you don't know actually what's going on behind the scenes. And if, if there was a real blow up in the dressing room, and if this was the latest in a series of, of such uh, incidents, um, you know, then there's two sides to every story, But 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 the player, the personality, the celebrity... Um, and the football quality of Dwight York suggests that he's already contributed a lot to Australian football and you would like for that to continue in some way, shape or form.
1: Well said. Just quickly, Premier League, Arsenal beat Man United at the 90th yeah. minute. What was that? 3-2. One loss for the year, Arsenal.
0: I didn't see this coming this season. No, and, and, you know, a, a lot of people are still waiting for him to fall over. Yeah. Um, and I'm not quite sure why, what they need to do to prove to other Mm. people, but the most important thing is they're proving it to themselves that they can do it. They've got a five-point jump with the game in hand, I think it is, over Manchester City, and to knock over Man United, who have been resurgent. Mm. um, This this might take them out of the race, although as we've seen, by virtue of the fact that Man United have got themselves back into the discussion, you pick three, four or five wins up on the bounce, not easy to do, easy to say, Um, and Man United could, could get back into the calculations, but you would think it's probably boiling down to Arsenal, if they can hold off Man City, and I think, really, we'd love to see that. We'd love to see another a different champion again, not that Arsenal uh, are not one of the, considered one of the massive clubs in England, but they haven't won it for a while, and it, it does break the, the Manchester City grip on things. Andy, um, just saw some information flowing around on uh, Twitter and the like, and Liverpool fans not happy because they they feel like perhaps Jurgen Klopp hasn't got the uh, the support that he needs. Chelsea you know, hanging around the middle like they are and they spent $400 million recently and Liverpool haven't mm. opened the chip, well, they're having a crack at the yeah. owners. Yeah, yeah, well a lot of the fans are, it's monopoly money from a fan's viewpoint, you know, why can't you spend another couple of hundred million pounds? <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and, you know, the owners their business, I mean, the other that's another disgusting part of the game at the moment, just the amount of money that is being pledged by, you know, people who've been, however rich they've got, how by whatever means or, or hedge funds, and it's it's driving this massive wedge in the game. I'm not a particular fan of it. Mm. Um, but what I would say about the Liverpool fans' response is just how much they love Jurgen Klopp yeah. and how much they've responded to what he's done. Because another coach in this situation would probably be feeling the full fury of the fans. Mm. Um, but they've seen what he's about. They've, they like the cut of his jib. He's already delivered them silverware. And the loyalty to Klopp, for the, for the moment at least, is remaining solid from the fans. And that, that's a good thing. Uh, and so thereafter, quite rightly, the, the pressure should go onto the owners. But, you know, I think we're, I think most people are expecting, um, an exodus of the Americans now, now that the Saudi, um, sovereign wealth is invested in Newcastle United and there's a sense that there's going to be more of that type of thing, not less. Um, going with that is a sense that maybe some of these American hedge fund, um, billionaires and, and, and rich businessmen might start that this could be the time for them to get out because they haven't been overly welcome. I mean, the Glazers Mm -hmm. at Man United have just been pilloried virtually from day one. Um, Kroenke at at Arsenal, the same. It just goes right around. They're they're Mm. not the most... They're not the most popular apples in the budge. Yeah. Um, so this might precipitate some okay. of them moving on. But whether they're going to be replaced by anyone better, of course, is a different, different kettle of fish altogether.
1: Talking about only one loss, Newcastle, you mentioned they only had one loss. Yeah. They're third with right. one draws. Hey, Ange Postacoglu, rumour is he's going to coach QPR. Who says that? Me, because I'd like him too. That's my <laughs> thing.
0: You're a KPR fan. <laughs> well, yeah, sadly. Yeah. yeah, no, not sadly at all. I had a, a little bit of time at Loftus Road myself. It's you a did. great club. Yeah. Um, it, it's. Um, I'd be surprised. I'd okay. be surprised because... Uh, Ange tends to go, and don't, please don't take this the wrong way, but he tends to climb the ladder, not go backwards. Okay. Um, and from Celtic, even though it's the Scottish Premier League, but you, he's in charge. This is a dream come true. If it finishes here for Ange, he'll say, which it won't, but if it, if it was to finish at Celtic, he'd say, well, I've, I've achieved my dream. I've, I've oh, realised the reality of, of, of the soul of Ange Postacoglu, and that is to be in the beating heart of one of the massive football institutions on the planet, uh, and that is Celtic. Yeah. Now, to move from Celtic, you'd go to a bigger league and uh, or, or a bigger club. And um, a, 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 I think that's the Premier League rather than the Champions Okay.
1: Fair nah, call. Cool. Andy, you're a star. Thanks for your time.
0: Always a pleasure.
1: He's a ripper, Andy Harper, 10 Sports.